Hi, I'm Nicole Ferraro, and this is The Divide, a podcast from Light Reading exploring the ongoing digital divide, why and where it still exists, and what needs to be done to get people everywhere connected to reliable, high-speed internet. Today, I am joined by Jeff Seidenfaden, Chief Commercial Officer at Blue Peak, a fiber broadband provider delivering service in regions across South Dakota, North Dakota, Minnesota, Oklahoma, and Wyoming. I'm also joined by Mike Pedal, a resident of Altus, Oklahoma, and a relatively new subscriber to Blue Peak, which began delivering service there in late August. We get into some background on Blue Peak and its service territories, as well as what drew the company to Altus and what the new competition in the area has meant for families like Mike's. Okay, Jeff and Mike, thank you so much for joining me today and welcome to the podcast. Um, I'm excited to get to talk to you both. Uh, Since there's two of you, I think we should just dive right into our chat here today. Um, We're going to start with you, Jeff. First, I'd love for you to just introduce yourself and your role at Blue Peak um, and tell me a bit of background about Blue Peak and where you guys are deploying broadband service today. Sure. Thank you for having us, Nicole. We really appreciate it. I'm Jeff Seidenfaden, and I'm the Chief Commercial and Customer Experience Officer for Blue Peak. Uh, What that means is that uh, I oversee the sales marketing, both uh, residential and commercial, uh, along with customer experience. So our call centers, digital care, uh, that part of the organization uh, is, is under my purview. Uh, and I think as we as we talk a little bit about expansion, it's all of the the fun that comes after actually doing the construction. Uh, so working with customers just like Mike to uh, to get service from Blue Peak. A uh, little bit about us: we debuted uh, officially this summer as Blue Peak, uh, changing over. We were formerly Vast Broadband. What I like the most about Blue Peak is we're truly a new kind of internet service provider, uh, bringing fast, affordable, and reliable internet to communities that uh, we believe have long been overlooked or underinvested in. We offer up to five gigabits for residential customers. Our slowest speed is one gigabit. And then for businesses, up to 10 gigabits or more, really depending on the size of the business. So uh, we like to say it's, it's, it's really a new ball game, uh, providing the best fiber connections uh, to the communities that we serve. So we've said for a long time, we don't believe that the size of the city should determine the size and quality of internet and, and broadband connections. And that's really who we are. Uh, we have deep roots in South Dakota and Southwestern Minnesota, having served those communities for um, a long time, over 30 years. In 2022, we expanded our fiber footprint uh, to offer services in Oklahoma. Wyoming and North Dakota, and then do have some expansion plans outside of there as well. Um, Our network today covers more than 3,500 miles of fiber. And uh, as I say that now, it's probably more. It's growing literally every day as we continue to expand. Awesome. And just a quick follow up on some of your network details. Um, how How do those speeds compare with some of the providers in the areas that you're serving? What we're finding is traditionally um, the fastest speed is going to be one gigabit in some of our communities. Mm-hmm. Others are faced with more of a DSL connection speed. So getting them far superior speeds, that ability to, just like we talked about here, I'm remote, I'm working from home today, and lots of folks are doing that all over the country. And that speed really is important Um and shouldn't be limited by by what may exist today. 
All right. So um, the way we got connected um, was because I was reading about one of your recent deployments in Altus, Oklahoma, and I'm going to come to you for some of the specifics on that. But first, I want to come to your net, your customer, Mike, who so kindly joined us for this podcast today to talk a little bit about his experience. Um, so Mike, why don't you introduce yourself, your name, um, anything you want to share with us about uh, your life and, um, tell us a bit about what your experience, um, was like with the internet in your town prior to Blue Peak being available. Absolutely. Appreciate the time to come on. Uh, my name is Mike Pedal, and I do live in Altus, Oklahoma. I've been here, gosh, about 13 years now. Um, I have three kids myself, um, a girlfriend and she has one son. So at any given moment, we have anywhere from three to six people here, not counting all of the straggler friends that come over to play video games and such. So um, it is a very, very high bandwidth house. We have Alexas in every room. We have everything hooked up to internet. Um, so when the internet goes down, it is a problem, not only for in real time, but then trying to get everything set back up so it can function as it was. Um, before um blue peak before i started hearing about blue peak the primary internet provider in town was a company called sparklight um, they used to be known as cable one um, they're a pretty big provider nationwide and they started off good but it just kind of seems as the years have gone by they haven't reinvested anything into upgrading um and so it's the service has just continued to get worse and worse and um it came to kind of a head uh, about a year ago i started working from home and I am in the middle of calls and I'm getting booted off the Zoom and, you know, having to go reset my router and all of that stuff. And so at that point is when I started looking around, I got in the flyer in my uh, mailbox about Blue Peak and of course getting fiber optic in little old Southwest Oklahoma sounded amazing. Um, but it was kind of a pie in the sky dream. I didn't think it was going to actually happen. Like it's cool to send out a flyer, but Southwest Oklahoma isn't going to get fiber optics anytime soon. Um, so as I followed along and continued to track their progress and on the internet and then started seeing the trucks down here and actually dirt getting dug up, it was like, Hey, this is going to happen. Um, other options we had for internet for the longest time, it was cable one or like, um, Jeff talked about the AT&T DSL, which was a no go. I mean, unless you really wanted to have the old AOL dial up type thing. Um, <laughs> and then we had like a little rural provider, but it was really hard to get in town because they were more for rural, rural customers. Uh, and then you started to get the phone companies coming in town. Verizon and T-Mobile offered theirs. Um, and then, of course, uh, NextLink came. And I just was never going to – I wasn't sold on the whole idea of satellites uh, mm -hmm. being my internet provider. So I did try in the meantime while we were waiting for Blue Peak. We, we switched phone carriers to T-Mobile, and I tried their internet. Uh, seemed like a great idea. You know, works off a cell phone tower. They're only going to limit number of uh, people. I thought, hey, this is going to work out perfect. Um of course, they upsell you on it. It's $50 a month. This is going to be fantastic. Free for six months because I'm a T-Mobile customer. I get it in the house and first three days it works fine. Well, then Monday comes and it's time to work. And I can't even get on my Sid Zoom meetings now <laughs> because I go over to my router and it's just like a cell phone. Depending on which way you turn it, you get five bars or no bars. And so um, it was just extremely frustrating because, of course, T-Mobile had promised, oh, easy return and get your money back. And it was nothing but that. They tried to continue to have us, and, and we just knew it wasn't going to work for us. Um, it didn't work with my Eero system that I had, and it was just – it wasn't a good fit. So 
unfortunately, we went back to Sparklight um, for about four months um, before Blue Peak actually officially came. Um, but Sparklight was just, I mean, it's your average internet provider. It's, you know, if, if it's late at night, you might have the awesome speeds that they're promising. Um, and if it's, you know, middle of the afternoon, three, four o'clock when everybody's home from school, you're lucky if you're getting, you know, 15, 20, you know, megabytes per second. It's, it's beyond frustrating. And especially when you have a house full of kids and you're trying to watch a movie and they're coming out asking why their game's buffering and you're like, well, you're just going to have to turn your game off so we can watch our movie. Um, mm -hmm. And that was pretty much the way it was for, I mean, you didn't have much of a choice. It was almost a monopoly in the area. Yeah. Wow. So you really, you really went through several efforts to try to get broadband that worked for you guys. Okay. So coming back to you, thank you so much, by the way, for mm -hmm. all those details. Um, Jeff, coming back to you then, um, curious why uh, Blue Peak chose to expand to this area. And also, did you face any pushback from um, Sparklight Cable One um, for encroaching on their service territory? <laughs> Nicole, I think that Mike probably said it better than than what I ever could. Altus is the perfect market, really being what we call a, a Blue Peak community. And that is uh, a market that really has been overlooked and underserved from an internet perspective. At the highest levels, when we've looked at various markets to expand into, uh, the, the Sooner State, for instance, ranks 46th in the nation in internet coverage, speed, and availability according to broadbandnow.com. Um, as Mike's experience demonstrates, these communities uh, often have poor service, few options. And in 2022, we think that folks in Altus and elsewhere in Oklahoma and other markets really do deserve better choices. Specifically, Altus fit in, uh, into our plans because it sits uh, proximate to two other markets that uh, we've expanded into, Elk City and Lawton. Uh, where we've made our largest investments in the state thus far. So the proximity allows us to build and serve Altus without overextending uh, our workforces. So far, uh, going into Altus, our construction has been smooth. Uh, we uh, started construction this summer, connected our first customers before the end of August. Now we're building the north side of town and working our way south, which... Uh, at this point, hasn't faced anything other than, I think, what we would consider very normal uh, construction challenges. Okay. Both aerial and underground in our markets. And uh, to this point, we've focused mostly on underground. Okay. And is this a privately funded build out? This is privately funded. Uh, predominantly, I think what's what excited me the most about um, Blue Peak and, and really our strategy is we primarily are privately funding our expansions. There may be some uh, fill-in of areas that, just from a cost perspective, wouldn't um, make an ROI that we would potentially look for assistance. But primarily, everything that we've built thus far has been uh, has been private. Okay, great. And so, with that in mind, are you then looking at uh, funding that's coming down the pike in the coming years, like the bead fund and um, maybe the middle mile? I don't know if middle mile applies to what you all are doing. Right. We really focus on uh, markets that are both dense enough and have enough need that we can privately fund. Gotcha. So if there is a market, though, that is adjacent uh, when we're working with a state or a municipality where there's a need and it doesn't, that's when we would likely go look uh, to see what may be available to offer services in those towns as well. 
but our expansion uh, for the most part is is fully uh, funded privately. Okay, got it. So are you participating in programs like Lifeline and the Affordable Connectivity Program to help connect some of your lower income customers in these areas? We are. We participate in both Lifeline and ACP. Uh, We just received FCC approval in late October to expand ACP uh, into Oklahoma and Wyoming. And okay. we're seeking approval for Lifeline in those states as well. So we're, we're moving through the, the, the progress, I'd say, uh, but they are very important to us to, uh, to have these uh, offerings for folks in these communities. And how's the experience um, for Blue Peak getting people enrolled in ACP? I know it's been a challenge for some, uh, not for others. Um, just curious to hear a little bit about that. You know, we really haven't seemed to have, I, I hate to even say it out loud, we haven't seemed to have had any issues. We have a wonderful, dedicated customer experience team that that helps customers kind of work through the process. To this point, we haven't had issues that we've had to escalate or, or deal with. And um, fingers crossed that will continue. Okay, great. So um, we've been focusing on this wonderful town for uh, much of this conversation, but tell me a bit about any other active build-outs Blue Peak has going on, um, any fiber deployment plans coming up for next year, um, and anything about any of the towns you want (laughs) to tell me about that you're deploying in? Sure. Well, uh, I can't even believe this, but in 2022, which feels like it should have already been two years ago. Um, We've expanded already into 16 new markets. So it's been a a very busy year for us. We've focused primarily uh, in Oklahoma, quite a few builds throughout the state. Uh, Additionally, Wyoming, we've uh, participated. Our our first expansion market was Cheyenne, Wyoming, uh, then moved into Oklahoma. We've uh, broken ground in Grand Forks, North Dakota as well. So uh, really popping around the the Great Plains and upper Midwest states is is really where our sweet spot is when we talk about Blue Peak markets. And you know, as we look into 2023, just as recently as a couple of hours ago, I was on calls talking about what, uh, what expansion is going to look like. And I think the sneak peek is uh, certainly we're going to be continuing our, our aggressive push. Don't have any markets to uh, to announce at this time, but uh, certainly, the expansion continues into to 2023, and our focus really is in the markets, these 16 markets where we've already broken ground and continue to to build out, is is just driving a differentiated customer experience. That's the other part that is so important to Blue Peak is we don't want to be your traditional internet provider. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we like to do things differently, and uh, and that's a big part of our focus as well. Gotcha. So coming back to you, Mike, to round us out here. Um, so tell us a little bit about how it's been uh, for you service-wise since you switched over to Blue Peak. And I guess how long have you have you been on there? And um, you articulated so well your experience with uh, switching different services and the, the needs your family has. Um, there's going to be billions of dollars coming down from the federal government and state governments to f- make sure everybody has internet access, I guess, maybe leave us off with an appeal on what you want people to know about regular people who need the internet in their homes as policymakers start writing these rules and and such. Absolutely. So uh, my experience with Blue Peak beginning to end has been uh, nothing short of fantastic. Uh, Process started, I think probably uh, to Jeff's point, I think late July is when we started seeing the trucks and started 
bugging them and them telling me here's a phone number to call um, and um, slowly watching them go down the alley and get stuff installed. Um, I believe I've had it since late September, early October. I just got my first bill. Um, so that should tell you it hasn't been long, um, but it has been fantastic. Um, you know, speed wise, it is not much different than uh, Sparklight. Um, I'll be perfectly mm -hmm. honest. The peak speeds are, are pretty close within 30 megabytes, which is fantastic. The difference is the consistency. Um, when I test that at eight in the morning, four in the morning, whenever, it is always darn near that one gigabyte. Um, and then the other big plus that we recently discovered, I have kids that are into uploading YouTube now. And we've never thought about upload speeds until they're uploading seven... 15 minute videos every hour on YouTube. And the joy that they get with that is something that I would have never, ever went to an internet provider for. But having that as a byproduct, the the equal upload speed to the to the download speed is beyond a um, unexpected perk with Blue Peak. Um, every mm -hmm. person I've talked to, every person I've dealt with, um, has been fantastic. Um, of course, when you do new construction in an area, uh, you get you get the complainers, and we have a lot of um, of those in our neighborhood, and and they try to. But I took any chance I could to to try to explain that you know, hey, if you just reach out to them, they'll they'll come out and do this. But um, I think most of my neighborhood has has hooked up with it. You, you can't beat the price, you can't beat the speed, um, and and the customer service has even exceeded that, in my opinion. Um, so wow. it, it has been fantastic. And um, like I said, to, to find these, to continue to find these byproducts that I didn't think about, um, you know, with the upload speeds. And then the other thing is I don't have to reset the router ever. Um, it's, mm -hmm. it's always there, you know, for the most part, stuff doesn't ever go offline. You know, we might have a little buffer here, but where it used to be 15 seconds, now it's, you know, two seconds and that type of thing. Um, so it's really been... Um, fantastic and, and eye-opening and and I, I just I never would have thought in little um, Southwest Oklahoma that we would we would have this opportunity um, the plea why everybody needs this and, and the whole country needs it it's we're, we're going to such a digital era you know so many people are working from home COVID um, showed companies that you, you can trust your employees at home um, unless you're Twitter of course um, <laughs> but for the most part you can trust your employees from working home and it's it's just going to continue and you know I know that um, companies are still trying to continue with with not cutting the cord when it comes to cable and everything, but streaming is is going to be the future. It's it's not going anywhere. That's where a lot of the big, you know, now Amazon has NFL on Thursdays and this and that. So it's going to continue, and it's necessary for your daily life. And and I have a house that was built in 1995, but yet you know, half of it is, is a smart home, you know, cause I've changed all the lights out. I've changed the garage door. I've done this, I've done that. So without reliable internet, I can't control my house, which I know is a first world problem. And I'm completely aware of that, but it's an awesome first world problem to have. And so to be able to have the opportunity to use things the way they were intended, um, is amazing. Um, you know, having the kids do their homework, my daughter will be, is in college. She's doing her homework. My son's on his iPad, his school iPad doing stuff. Another one on the Xbox all at the same time. And nobody's impacted every single family in America deserves that. Wow. Very well said. Uh, Jeff, you guys are doing something right to have a uh, company ambassadors like Mike around <laughs> for you guys. Um, thank you both for giving me so much of your time and, and talking about all this today. I really enjoyed hearing from you both. Thank you so much. Thank you, Nicole. 
And clearly the internet connection is good because Mike has been crystal clear this whole time. So great job, Blue Peak. <laughs> Thank you again, Jeff and Mike, for joining me. Thank you as well to our producer, Pierre Landriau, for making this episode. Be sure to subscribe to the Light Reading Podcast for more episodes of The Divide, as well as interviews and insights from the Light Reading team. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. <laughs>